Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome back to a new edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. December is here. Coaching carousel keeps on spinning and we're almost to signing day. I'm Greg Pickle of Blue White Illustrated joined with Ryan Snyder. Ryan, it's very close to the early signing period and things are currently stable for Penn State's class of 2022, which of course is top 10 in the country according to the on three team rankings. But there's still a few days left before these guys put pen to paper, and there have been some changes for Penn State. One, obviously, the biggest one, and actually only one at this point, is Brent Pry leaving Penn State to take the head job at Virginia Tech. But as we talk on the Tuesday, December 7th at about quarter of 11 on the East Coast, we know, too, that Anthony Poindexter seems to be inching ever closer to returning home where he was a college football Hall of Fame-worthy uh, player. He's actually getting inducted in Las Vegas to that exclusive club tonight on Tuesday and he's inching closer to the UVA job so what are you hearing what's the latest how has this stuff impacted recruiting so far in a class that had really very little drama uh, for quite a number of months now yeah you always expect it this time of the year man There's, we just can never have a drama free uh, early signing period of the week leading up to it what so, would you do with, uh, with a drama free week what would you do with it you wouldn't know what to do with yourself let's just be honest you enjoy it <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know about that, but it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun for fans, right? So that's all that matters. We can't complain. We have a great job. Uh, with Dex, man, I'm just I'm curious to see. Obviously, when it when it's official, how it would impact someone, maybe like a KJ Winston. I felt like KJ bought into Penn State as much as he bought into Anthony Poindexter, but Dex was definitely an important part of his recruitment. He's very open about uh, you know just the relationship he built with Dex and uh, the openness that they have as far as just 
not being player coach, but, you know, friends, if that makes sense. And uh, I know his family was really uh, into Dex too. So we'll just see what happens there. I mean, I can't really, uh, KJ, you know, there's not a whole lot for KJ to comment on until it's done. And right now it's not done. So let's see what it do. I I'd feel like Makai Flowers, it wouldn't impact Makai much. I would think, you know, he was kind of on board before Dex was really on board. So uh, I felt like that's kind of, that should be good. I mean, Christian Driver, of course, he's, plan to play wide receiver here. He may end up at safety down the road, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm actually shooting to do a Q&A with Christian here this week. So hopefully in the next day or two, I can speak with him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as, you know, the prize situation, there, there's a little talk about Abdul Carter really kind of wanting to see who is hired as the defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I've reached out to dad about it and they really just, they're just curious, but I'd say, I don't, I don't, I'm torn. You know, there, there's talk that, He's going to seriously consider Pryat Vatek. I mean, maybe. I think. I think they just really want to know who the D coordinator is going to be. And I don't know, Greg. What do you think? At December seventh, are we going to know by December fifteenth? I, I just. I don't yeah, know. I, I would say I'd be willing to bet at this point the answer to that question is no. And we talked about it a little bit on the Lions Den premium message board this week, but this is not the first time James Franklin has went into an early signing period without a coordinator. It happened just a couple years ago when Ricky Ronnie left for ODU. That was on December 9th. And Kirk Scirocco was not hired. Who Kirk Scirocco, by the way, back with the Minnesota Gophers. So that was a weird career circle for him. Uh, after a season, of course, at Penn State and a season off field at West Virginia, he is now back in the role he left for uh, Penn State back in 2019. But at any rate, uh, that's here nor there. But, you know, so and what anyway, what James Franklin told the recruits at the time was, look, just trust me. Trust that I'm going to make a hire that your family's going to like for you as a player and as a person that you're going to like as a player and as somebody who wants to not only, of course, come here for school, but also come here one day play in the NFL after playing, you know, what they hope is championship caliber football. So that worked out okay. And I feel like a similar thing is going on here. Ryan, I just don't. I don't know how you hire a safeties coach or a linebackers coach if well. So obviously the linebackers coach is needed. Safeties coach is not yet, but if Poindexter moves on, it would be. I don't know how you hire a defensive coordinator without knowing exactly what puzzle pieces you have to move around otherwise. And so, mm -hmm. look, James Franklin is not ignorant in this process. He knows what's going on with Poindexter. He can start putting some things together behind the scenes. But, you know, this Virginia thing is being presented is done. And maybe it will be as soon as today. Maybe as soon as we're done recording this. Maybe as soon as tonight. I could very well see them waiting until after that awards dinner to make any kind of announcement if they're going to. But, Ryan, what if the Virginia board of whatever does push back on this, right? Because that seems to be the kind of sticking point here with Poindexter is no head coaching experience does that matter? Are they only picking him because he's the UVA great that he is? And I think there's some people down there that are a little bit uncertain of making that move. And then I think others are like, look, we are who we are. This might be the best way for us to get back to where we need to go. And the guy's been coaching a long mm -hmm. time. So, you know, I, I think more and more in 2021, we don't see this whole idea of never being a head coach uh, really stopping anything. Marcus Freeman, great example of that at Notre Dame. Maybe Anthony Poindexter won too. But, yeah, as it relates specifically to recruiting, I, I just think that James Franklin's telling these guys, look, I'm going to make a decision. You can, you decide to commit to Penn State because you believed in my vision for this program and what it could do for you, and that vision sometimes is going to include coaching staff change. 
And it's just interesting to me because Poindexter was only here a year. I know he obviously, to me, in my opinion, improved the safety play on the field and clearly connected well with recruits. Um, But at the same time, it's not like he was one of these guys who's been here recruiting for Penn State for four or five years, whatever it might be. So we'll see. But ultimately, I just, yeah, to answer your question, this is a long walk to get to a short answer, but I would be surprised if we had that answer in hand by the time the early signing day comes. If Poindexter moves this week, maybe things wrap up quicker, but I don't know about you. You listened to it. I did, too, on Sunday, James Franklin talking about his search here. Just didn't get the sense this thing was on some kind of super fast track to get done. And then you have, I mean, I'm just throwing names out there. I have no idea. But, like, you have people like Manny Diaz, who's an awesome defensive name, coming open now. And I don't get me wrong. I, I'd be right. very surprised if Manny Diaz is the next TC here. But, uh, but yeah, I just I think you got to take your time to some degree. But uh, I, I think I'll say this with recruiting. I think the class is firm enough that this not – a hire not happening by December 15th, they'll be okay. Uh, I, I don't – I could see maybe one, maybe two, but – I don't get the sense that anybody's too too concerned. But again, it's just one of those things when you get down to a week out. I, sometimes I don't like doing podcasts like this because I stay up and people watch it on Thursday and then it looks totally different on Thursday. So it's just it's a difficult thing to, to read and, and things are moving really fast. So we will see. I, I still feel confident that Penn State's going to sign a top 10 class and yeah, maybe they'll lose a recruit or two, but uh, we'll see. You know, they obviously want to add a guy like Derek Moore. They want to add a guy like Jay Sean Barham. No, I don't have an update on J.J. Parham this week. My, our, uh, some friends in South Carolina texted me last night, you know, have you heard anything, you know, any anything? I was like, no, man, like just because I live closer to Baltimore doesn't mean that uh, I'm going to have it in there. I think I've asked maybe three 2023 guys at St. Francis now if they know anything on, on J.J. And literally all their responses were, dude, he tells us less than he tells you. <laughs> so he's just one of those guys that I think is uh, incredibly quiet and it is what it is. So. We will see, man. My my gut right now is uh, that that this class will be pretty firm all, all, all together. But uh, there does seem to be a little bit of talk about Abdul Carter maybe wanting to see who the DC is, and I'm sure Brent Pry. Hey, man, look, Brent Brent's got a recruit, and uh, you know I, I do believe Brent's uh, considering or pushing for Abdul Carter. So we'll see. Yep. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that's where you get into kind of this awkward song and dance sort of of guys being in a position to make it make, uh, you know, bring some guys with them from a class. But at the same time, this is a very different situation than the one James Franklin dealt with when he came to Penn State. What I mean by that is, is that he didn't really, you know, they had to do what they had to do to fill out a class here at Penn State. Brent Pry does as well, but I'm sure it's a little bit challenging for him after the amount of time he spent with James Franklin and other members of the staff to kind of try and raid where, you know, raid a class you left. At the same time, uh, let's just be honest about it. It is. That's exactly where I was going with this. Let's be honest. There's only so much sentimentalness to go around when, as you see across the country, you just mentioned it with Miami or uh, Manny Diaz in Miami, you only have so long to win. Some places are more patient than others, but you only have so long to win. So sentimentalness and friendships and all this stuff play a role, but it only goes so far when you're trying to build a roster that's good enough to make sure you have the job that you have 
a few years down the road. And I know that sounds ridiculous to say when Brent Pry's what in like his 14th day on the job. Might not even be that. Might be 10. Uh, and it doesn't. Yeah, no, it's six. Even. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was um, <laughs> his first week and it was a half a week on ago. the job. Yeah. It was a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly it seems like ago. it seems like a break. year ago. Um, but at any rate, you know, the the point being that this kind of stuff is uh, is a part of the game. And if a guy is committed to you and he wants to go to your new school. You know, again, he's going to probably give the courtesy of calling James Franklin and saying, hey, look, here's where things are. But that doesn't mean he's going to say, no, kid, you have to go to Penn State because that's where you commit at first. So time will tell. Like I said, we're about a week out from signing day here. Things could change rapidly, um, and that goes in a number of different directions. So you're right. It's a good reminder that, again, we're recording this on uh, December 7th. It's about 11 o'clock on the East Coast. I know the last few weeks we've been kind of really pushing the time element of these things, Ryan. But it's important because, as you've seen, uh, the things can change at a moment's notice. And you might be listening to us tonight and saying, what are these guys talking about? Um, so we just want to make that clear. Any final thoughts here before we keep rolling along on this Blue White Illustrated uh, Penn State recruiting podcast? I feel like, again, for the little bit of uncertainty surrounding Penn State's coaching staff right now, certainly they seem to have a pretty solid base in place with this recruiting class. And I think that is something that fans should realize and appreciate because it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Ron Scott, that's the only thing I would add. It's just, you know, right. James kind of hinted the other day that uh, there's friendships uh, within this staff that, uh, you know, when, when Brent leaves, look, I just get to it. I mean, everybody knows Brent prize very close with John Scott and James flat out said the other day that, uh, or he hinted at at least that, uh, you know, because of that friendship that something could happen. So everybody's just pointing to John Scott. Maybe it means nothing. I don't know. But uh, that that's interesting. So we'll see. I mean, maybe we're just reading too much into a Sunday night 930 conversation. But any, I think, Penn State fan who follows uh, this all closely and, have, you know, read that Sunday night stuff and has read us for Monday and now into Tuesday morning, and not just us, but really the whole beat, you know, that was the antenna that sent everybody off of, uh, hey, maybe we need to watch John Scott. So, yeah, we'll see. so that would be him another using big loss. him. Yeah, it would be him using the word staff members and not member uh, was kind of the uh, yeah. kind of the, the giveaway there. And again, you can only speculate whether that means uh, John Scott, whether that means Anthony Poindexter, whether that means somebody else. He was kind of asked to clarify that a little bit later on in his news conference and more or less just said, look, everyone has options this time of year. You made the friendship point that he brought up and the past connections and things like that. So we'll see. I mean, again, December is always like this. And the positive for Penn State, from my point of view, is, Ryan, that they have had the most of these guys committed for a super long time. And that fact goes a long way when you're trying to keep a class together, even with some head coach, or I'm sorry, some uh, coaching staff uncertainties and guys getting head coaching jobs elsewhere and so on and so forth. So time will tell, but this is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Join us. We're now a part of the On3 Network, of course. You can sign up for an annual subscription today. Just $1 to follow all the latest Penn State news and notes. One of the premium things Ryan discussed on BlueWhiteIllustrated.com yesterday is a new transfer portal offer. Ryan, Penn State had a tremendous offseason in the transfer portal a year ago. Obviously, not everyone worked out. I think of the, what, six or seven guys that they brought in. But for the most part, it's hard to imagine Penn State, even at 7-5, and five, having the year that it did without some of the additions they made 
in the transfer portal. The latest one uh, now as we move into the 2021 quasi offseason and look ahead toward 2022, which is a bowl game to go, is UNLV linebacker Jacody Windman. Ryan, he's a guy who has edge experience. He kind of, to me, has a little bit of that Jesse Lucetta feel to him. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you know about him at this point? Why is he the first guy Penn State decided to actually offer, which I know you want to talk about that too, actually offer yeah. in the transfer portal? Yeah, so um, I think he is a linebacker from initial talks, but I mean, he, his his rushing off the edge numbers are pretty awesome. You know, 11 tackles for loss, six sacks. I mean, I don't want to ever compare anybody to Michael Parsons, but it's kind of like Mike is obviously just on a whole different level in the NFL right now, obviously. But like some of his, some when you watch him rushing off the edge, it's like, whoa, this is incredibly impressive. And there's a little bit of this with Winman. Now, obviously, he's doing it at UNLV and in the Mountain West. So <laughs> there's a big gap there uh, between what, what uh, Parsons is doing. But, yeah, this is the first, like, true sure. uh, offer uh, for, for transfer. Michael Gravely Jr. from uh, Michigan State said something the other day about a, a Penn State offer on Twitter. You know, after digging into that more, I don't. I don't know if that's legit. I do think Penn State may have reached out. Maybe there's just kind of a miscommunication. I don't want to say the kid's just making up BS. I, I don't know the, the background there, but I've talked to enough people now to just know Winman is definitely someone Penn State's going to go after. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if Franklin's going to visit with him, but I'll say this. I mean, we know Franklin's going to be in Vegas tonight for the National Football Foundation. So one plus one, man, sometimes, I, sometimes it equals two, sometimes it doesn't in the world of recruiting, but I think there's going to be – some kind of talk between him and Franklin, uh, maybe today or tomorrow. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm so the to question just right now. yeah, so the question I would just have on that, Ryan, is this: I mean, we know that he plays at UNLV, but is he still out there? Did he go home to New Orleans? I, I mean, so. that would be the. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that would be kind of Class part of the conversation. But yeah. Class so, is still in session at UNLV. So yeah. I don't think he goes home for like another week from what I read. So Understood. Uh, you know, unless he's doing all online classes, which I guess that happens nowadays too, you know. So uh, it's but amazing. I think if you put visit with him. If somebody uh, – I was just telling someone the other day, just a quick aside here. But, you know, if you had the unfortunate luck of going into some kind of like long-term coma in like 2011 and woke up uh, like yesterday – you would just not believe the things that have happened, well, in the world in general, but in college football. Yeah, I mean, I was say. you got coaches leaving Oklahoma for USC, Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, you have a guy who's never been a head coach at Notre Dame. You have Brent Pry, uh, who was not even at Penn State 10 years ago, of course, now the head coach at Virginia Tech. You could have, depending on what happens with Poindexter, two of Penn State's uh, top staffers coaching in the state of Virginia as head coaches for the 2022 season. Actually, three with Old Dominion and Ricky Ronnie down in Norfolk. So uh, just a crazy few weeks. And this whole idea of online classes, and you can kind of do them from anywhere, certainly plays a role (laughs) in all of that. So, you know, I think that obviously this is an interesting one for Penn State fans. It will not be the last transfer offer or a transfer portal offer, of course. No. You and I were talking about it yesterday. Speaking of weird things that wouldn't have happened a decade ago, not only do we have the transfer portal, but we have guys tweeting out their offers. 
uh, from the transfer portal, which is something that's never really happened before. So keep an eye on yeah. that one. Michigan State is also in the running. I think there's some other teams that have interest in him too or will as we move forward here. Let me just ask you this. Before we get on to new offers in the class of 2023, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. This wasn't on our agenda, but just as we kind of ramble along here, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see a guy – uh, get multiple offers after like one school, one like big name school, whether it's Penn State or whether it's somebody else, offer a kid, like all these other offers tend to start flowing in on the same yeah. day. One of the guys we're going to talk about here in a second is is uh, somebody that's a good example of that. Do you think it's the same way in the transfer portal? I doubt it, but do you have any thoughts on that? No, I I don't think so. Uh, at least like not with Winman. I mean, I, I obviously there's like what 400 guys in the transfer portal, probably more than that. I'm making up a number, but I think a lot. I think a lot of these guys, honestly, from what I've gathered with the transfer portal, is a lot of this stuff is guys before they go in. You know, they send out feelers to their high school coaches, who then sometimes send out feelers elsewhere. And I think a lot of schools, I'm not saying they know guys are going to enter, but like they have a an idea if it, if it could potentially come. And then obviously they do their research before uh, the guy actually enters. So I just, that's just from things I've gathered from high school coaches over the years. Like that's how it used to always be behind the scenes. And now with the portal that, that hasn't really changed a whole lot, but with someone like women, I mean, this was a kind of a no brainer. I mean, this, this guy crushed it uh, in, in mountain West this year. And, and he's really just kind of taken off. I mean, Boston college, Cincinnati, Colorado, Pitt, Wake Forest and West Virginia all offered, in a span of like what three days, four days, uh, I think he entered. I think he entered the portal on like the twenty eighth or something like that. It was like yes. right after the season ended. Yes. Uh, so I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys just you know they have they have the film already, and they have you know this is why you need those forty analysts, you know, to to, to so one guy can watch women, another guy can watch uh, some old linemen they want to go after, and, and and so on and so forth. So. I think they're just this is this is what you see this time of the year with with guys just constantly evaluating film. Some are doing it before they enter the portal because they're hearing this guy's thinking about it. Some are just going to do it as soon as they see a notable name at a position they need. You know, one thing I, I wasn't sure about is if Penn State would definitely need a linebacker. The the, the three positions that were mentioned to me were quarterback, uh, which you know there's some talk now that Sean Clifford could potentially come back. So I'd be kind of curious to see how that works out. Offensive line, definitely, and defensive line, definitely. Those are – and the, the, we saw that last year, too, with Wilson, right. Abichetti, and Tangelo. So it's not a surprise that the, the two line positions uh, are are important. But linebacker wasn't mentioned to me. Uh, but I guess it kind of makes more sense now with Ellis Brooks leaving, and, and you look at Winman here, he, he kind of fits that well. He plays really fast for, for a 230-pound linebacker, too, which I think is notable. So um, we'll, we'll see where he goes moving forward. I'd love to get in touch with him. I'd try to reach out. I haven't heard much yet, but – we know he took a Michigan State visit. Uh, the Spartans were awesome in the transfer portal. Look at their rise so far. Give Mel Tucker and his staff a hell, hell of a lot of credit for that. So they, you know, the fact that he got an offer from Michigan State and visited two days later says a lot about his interest in Michigan State. Uh, now I'll be very curious if he, he were to fly across the country again and visit maybe Penn State this upcoming weekend. So we will do our best to dig on that and, and go from there. Stay tuned. The class of 2022 keeps rolling along and obviously looking ahead to the 2023 season as well. Coaches are on the road. Visits are coming up, so on and so forth. You can follow those with us. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Join us at On3 for just a dollar for an entire year of access. That'll get you inside the Lions Den Premium Forum where all of these news and notes are found. Ryan, speaking of news and notes in the Premium Forum on the recruiting front, 
let's talk about new offers that have gone out. One just went out as we recorded or started recording, so I don't know yeah. where you want to start this, but I know you saw that. I did as well. So you just you lead us where you want to go here, and uh, certainly there's a new name to talk about, though, that is tied to Mike Yursich. Yeah, uh, Jackson Arnold down in Geyer, uh, which is a school in Denton, Texas. So we, we were going to hit it in this at the very end, which is where coaches are, are out today and tomorrow. And uh, I, I mentioned that Franklin's head to Vegas. Well, right now, Franklin and, and Yurchitz are in Texas because last night they did in-home visits with Christian Driver and Omari Evans. So they're in the they're in the Dallas area today checking up on uh, some top 2023 guys. And we just saw an offer go out to Jackson Arnold, uh, like I said, a four-star quarterback in the consensus. So solid offers here as I look over the board, North, Notre Dame, Ohio State, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee, Michigan State. I'm looking through it now. Oklahoma State's another one. So uh, Cincinnati there too. So I, I got to learn about Jackson. Now, obviously, this is a, a brand new offer that Lily, if you saw me like on my phone over here like five minutes ago, that was exactly what I was doing, uh, trying to tweet out this offer here. So uh, I we will dig on him and, you know, see so we can learn more in the days to come. But there are, there are, I mean, I think Penn State handed out about, about a dozen or so offers over the last week since they hit the road. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish I had the exact count on me. I think it's around a dozen though now. They're in the ballpark. Uh, and there were a couple. Yeah, a couple guys I wanted to mention here. Uh, 2023 defensive lineman Joseph Mapui, I believe it is, from Archbishop Carroll. There's a reason I let you pick where we were going to start in that offer rundown, and that's because I had no interest in trying to say that kid's last name. So Yeah, well, one other guy I'm going to mention here in a second is Tyke Hayes. And, Greg, I made you wait like 10, 15 minutes to do this, and that's because I was reaching out to Tyke Hayes' 7-on-7 coach to ask him how I pronounce his name uh, because it's it's spelled T-I-Q. W-A-I, but it's really pronounced Taiki. We'll talk about him in a second. But let's get back to Mapui here. Uh, Penn State, Michigan State, Virginia, Boston College, Ole Miss, Miami, and Maryland now. Maryland, Miami uh, have been offered for a while now, and I believe maybe Ole Miss was too. But Penn State, Michigan State, Virginia, and Boston College have all offered here in the past uh, 24 hours or so. And I expect him to blow up. I mean, this was somebody who Penn State was talking to me about two months ago. I thought Penn State was going to offer – before this because they're usually aggressive with that but this young man uh, is playing football for the very first time so it does make sense for them to hold off I believe he's from Congo I want to say moved here to the United States I think he was I think he actually said he played soccer going up at 6'5", 210. I would love to actually be interested in seeing that. But, uh, but yeah, now he's transitioned to American football, uh, rushing off the defensive uh, as a defensive end. And uh, I know Penn State's been very high on him for a long time. Whenever I would reach out to them and talk about Nicholas Harbor, his teammate, who also rushes off the edge. I mean, imagine that, man, these two guys coming off the edge against you if you're a quarterback in uh, the WCAC. But, uh, yeah, they, they would constantly mention that, yeah, you know, Nick's obviously someone that we love, but keep an eye on this on this young man too. So. This was an offer that we've I've honestly thought would come before uh, December, but they obviously just they kind of wanted to see how, how he progresses. When, when you're playing your first season, you want to gather as much film as possible. And, uh, you know, Franklin was just down to watch him actually this past weekend. I believe they played in the WCAC uh, championship game. I believe it's WCAC they're in. Uh, but it's uh, – yeah, they just, they just played this past weekend. Uh, and the, I think they're the second division. But anyway, uh, Lamar Patterson from St. Francis, wide receiver, 2023. Another young man I wanted to mention here. Uh, he's from Kissimmee and actually came up to uh, St. Francis, which is rare. You don't always see that uh, guys leaving Florida to go to Baltimore. It's usually the other way around. Uh, but I, I talked to him the other night. It's still very new with him. Ole Miss and Penn State both offered this past week. I know uh, he had a really, really strong season. And I'm kind of learning about it. I can never get stats for St. Francis guys. I don't know why. It's such like this mega program. It's kind of same with IMG too. We kind of struggle with IMG stats sometimes. Uh, well, but, uh, I, certainly now, yeah, no question. It used to be that you could get those. <laughs> it's it's not really yeah. the case anymore. 
yeah, so it's just it's just wild to me how these guys are like football factories, but I can't find stats. So, uh, but well, I know Lamar. Fran- nothing really about strong. quietness at St. Francis or an inability to gather information <laughs> should be a surprise. <laughs> nothing against them, it's but kind of similar with IMG just, too. Just it's, with the way, uh, just with the way things are playing out in this cycle at that school, yeah, uh, not yeah. stunned. No, anyway, but uh, Patterson actually. Um, I don't he so he actually played in the LeVar Arrington All-Star game back in the day. Remember that in uh yeah. was it 2018, 2019? I think it was 2018, I want to say. But uh but so he's been here before. He was originally a 2022 prospect who reclassified to 2023. Uh, and we're starting to see some schools pick up momentum on him. Like I said, Old Miss just offered Penn State as well. I know Pitt uh, seems to be recruiting him pretty hard as well. But he's very new. Like, I mean, he hasn't really been to any schools yet. Uh, that's what happens when your parents are in Florida and you're in Baltimore. It's kind of right. hard to get out and travel. So, but I, I would I would expect him to be someone that comes up for a junior day. I know he said when he was in, you know, Kissimmee, he, he, you know, he'd been to Florida and UCF, I think maybe USF. But he needs to get up and, and really see the schools who are recruiting him hard now. I would expect that to come in the spring. Uh, just two more guys I want to mention real quick. Both 2025 guys, I know, 2025, so far away, who cares. But uh, these are going to be players we're talking about a good bit. Imateps running back, uh, I think it's Jabari, and maybe it's Debris. I think it's Jabari Wallace Coleman. I, I'm going to get a chance to watch him this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about that in a second here in the PIAA State Championship games. But uh, Penn State, Boston College, Texas A&M, West Virginia, and Ole Miss have all offered in the past 10 days. Uh, Good-looking little running back prospect here. I shouldn't say little. He's uh, he's going to grow quite a bit. But uh, Tyke, Tyke Hayes then is you know the player I just mentioned from Aliquippa, another young running back prospect. Tyke has actually been to Penn State a couple times. He camped with Penn State. He came for a visit, I believe, in 2019, which, I mean, I don't know. What was he, like seventh grade then, I think, uh, which is interesting when I was looking that information up. Uh, but he ran a 4.6 at Penn State, um, which is not – you know, that's not bad. Like, people think, oh, 4.6. But when you're a freshman, man, like, you have so much time to progress and grow on that. So, uh, there, there's right. real um, – you know, there's – I, I can see him definitely, uh, you know, becoming like a four-four kid by the time he gets closer to to college age. Um, and a, like I said, he's been to Penn State a couple times, and this was his first offer too. So Penn State likes to do what they can to to get out early on uh, some Pennsylvania guys, and uh, they've certainly done that here. So him and and Wallace Coleman are both going to be playing in uh, PIAA state championship games, which uh, we can talk about here in a second. We will move along to that. Our final segment, it is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Leave us some feedback wherever you listen to the podcast. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Let us know how things are going. I think I fixed my audio issue this week, but I am certain that if I did not, I will hear about it. And if I did, Ryan, I think it's a safe bet to say that I won't hear anything. So we'll hope for not much on that front. But you can also find us on YouTube.com slash Blue White Illustrated. You can get the T. Frank Daily there and so much more. Blue White doc, if Blue White Illustrated.com rather is where you're going to find everything else. And we'll close down with this. Uh, we'll, we've moved through coaches on the road, so you can touch on a few of those if you're so inclined. But it's obviously state championship weekend here in Pennsylvania. Congrats to the teams playing in the 1A through 6A matchups at Hershey Park Stadium. I know you're planning on being down there for most of those contests, Ryan. Who stands out mm-hmm. to you? Which games are you most excited to see in Chocolate Town this weekend? Yeah, Chocolate Town. That's home, man. So I'll be staying in my old teenager bedroom this weekend with mom and dad uh, while I post up in Harrisburg for a couple of days. Um, <laughs> probably should just get a hotel room at this point, but you know, hey, it's a free room, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, so the 3A, 4A, 5A, and 6A games, I should all be attending. That's the goal. I'm sorry to the 1A and 2A guys. There's not a ton of Penn State connections there. So I will uh, go to the big 
the bigger schools. Uh, Thursday night, we have the 4A state championship between Alec Quippa and Bishop McDevitt. You know, I just mentioned Tyke Hayes, a uh, good-looking young running back. Excited to see him. Uh, Alec Quippa's had a couple guys come up to Penn State here uh, in recent weeks. I've had people mention uh, Cameron Lindsay as a, as a name to me. I forget. I think he's 2023 or 2024. He's just a potential linebacker prospect. I don't know if he's quite Penn State level, but he's a Division One prospect. There's a couple other guys, too. I apologize. I don't have their names in front of me at the moment. But Stone Saunders, then, of course, is the quarterback for Bishop McDevitt. You know, um, I went and saw him for the very first game of the year, and now I'm going to go see him for his very last game of the year, and I'm just curious to kind of see the, the progress that was made there. He still holds that Michigan offer, of course, and uh, I, I expect more schools to come calling, but, you know, a lot of people wanted to see him perform first before making a move, so we'll see. We'll get a better feel for where he's at. Friday then, Friday evening is the 5A, you know, Emetep Charter versus Penn Trafford. I just watched Penn Trafford play Exeter this past weekend up here uh, in, at Bald Eagle. Uh, Cade Yacomelli, I believe it is. He's a running back committed to Wisconsin. He's a good good looking player. Uh, I, was, I was impressed with him the other night. So I'm curious to see what he does against just an absolutely stacked Emetep Charter. Of course, you know, Ky, uh, Keon Wiley, Penn State commits there. Eni White, you know, a potential five-star kind of guy. And then there's a bunch of younger guys, you know, from Ramir Stewart to Jasheer Whittington, uh, Zaheer Mathis, uh, Kenny Woosley. You know, Penn State's offered, I think, six guys on them, which is why I went to watch them earlier in the year versus DeMatha. Um, really stacked team. With with Imitep, I'm curious. When I when I watched them play, their offense was still kind of shaky. That was, you know, week two or three, I believe. So I'm just curious to see the kind of the progress they made there. If they if, if they made progress on offense, they I, I would be surprised they don't win that game. But, yeah, you know, Penn Trafford really like they're just solid fundamentally so uh just you know sometimes the the fundamentals and and you know that that team unity wins out on on the superstars so we'll, we'll just that should be a fun matchup but i would definitely say uh if you're a penn state fan uh i think that might be the best one although again then you have on saturday we actually have two on saturday we have central valley right. versus why i'm missing it's gonna be my first chance to check out javen williams the, the the four-star offensive lineman uh that, that penn state and a lot of now schools are pursuing so curious to see him and then we have st joseph prep versus mount lebanon uh of course at prep you know you have trotter uh james Hurd jr david washington 2024 guy Emilio agar 2024 guy i believe and then richard james another top uh Top defensive tackle prospect uh, for 2024. So another another stack squad. Um, you know, if you're a Penn State fan, I think the Emetep game is the one to go to. You know, I think Kenny Woosley and, uh, you know, a bunch of these guys have real serious interest in Penn State. Uh, I'm still trying to get a feel for the St. Joseph prep guys. We know James, you know, Josiah Trotter, of course, has Penn State in the top four. But yep. we will see. But, hey, man, uh, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You know, potential Penn State prospects playing in Hershey this weekend. So pretty good. Uh, time, yeah, man. If you got time, check it out. I do expect Penn State's coaches to be there. Which games exactly? I'm not sure. I'd be surprised if they're not at Emetep with uh, with Keon Wiley playing. But uh, we we will see some of Penn State's coaches there, and uh, yeah, we will go from there. So should be a fun weekend in Hershey. Well, the early signing period is almost here. That'll do it for this edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Stay up to date on the latest Penn State football and recruiting news as the coaching carousel spins. Things change. Ryan hits the road to see the games we just talked about in Hershey. You're going to find all that and more at bluewhiteillustrated.com. We will see you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 
in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.